Canine Cast number 15. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Canine Cast. This is Tara. And hello everyone, it's Walter. Hi, tonight we're so excited to share with you an update on Mr. Sheep. It's a Mr. Sheep update. That's right. Um, for those of you who have been with us since we first began or who have gone back through our archives and listened to the earliest episodes, in one of the beginning episodes, we had just picked up a stray dog who we, ca- who we called Mr. Sheep because he, uh, Walter thought that he looked kind of like a sheep dog. Yes, you got the story right this time. Uh-huh. Um, in, any, in any case, uh, he turned out to be a Wheaton Terrier mix. And there, we talked about how we had actually taken him to animal services in order to um, help basically his family find him because that's where we've learned most people check first when they've lost their dog. He wasn't picked up, so we went to check on him, found out that he was actually taken in by a rescue, and then we got in touch with the rescue. They told us that he actually had a little bit of kennel cough, so he was on medical hold for a while, but... He's all better now, and they've actually put him up on their website so that people can see him and that they can help find him a new family. So we're very excited about that. He has a new name. They call him Marley. So we're going to have a picture up for you on our website, so you can go ahead and check that out. So uh, Mr. Sheep slash Marley's story is, is still a good one, and it's ongoing, and we will keep you updated as we get more news. So, all right. Going on to the next thing, I received a wonderful, wonderful email in the past couple of days that just, it made made me so excited and warmed my heart. So I wanted to go ahead and share this with you. And basically, it's a a story that somebody sent us about their dog, but it's a great one and it's actually going to introduce the topic that we're going to be talking about tonight. So I'll go ahead and, re- and read it to you. Um, the subject of the email was Tokyo Spade. And this is from Paula in Seattle. Tokyo is her little Boston Terrier. She said that Tokyo was spayed two and a half weeks ago. And she writes, It was a really scary thing for me to do. Why would I take in my perfect puppy to get cut up and put under when she's perfectly healthy, perfectly fine? But I kept thinking about Tara's mantra. Spay and neuter your pets. It's the best thing you can do for your furry friend. And that helped me walk my sweet, happily prancing best friend into the vet for the procedure. Although I had to wipe the tears from my eyes all the way there, in the office, and on the way home, I knew I was doing the right thing for her. I got her back the next day, and she had a few slow days and some tummy trouble, but returned to her chipper self in no time. Thanks, Paula, for sending that in and sharing that with us. Yeah, you're so brave, Paula. Yes, yes, you real, you really are. And, you know, whenever you take your animal in, whether it's to get spayed or neutered or any other type of a procedure, it, it, it is pretty scary. And I don't, I don't know if that ever goes away. It never has for me. Um, and I, don't, I think Walter probably would agree with me, too. I know, I know he gets anxious as well. So it, so it is even tougher when your dog is fine and they are perfectly healthy. But in Spain, Tokyo, you did something very important in order to keep her perfectly healthy. So to, to start off, I would like to talk a little bit about spaying females and what, what that does to help them because it really is the best thing that you can do for your dog. 
as well as also being a great thing for yourself and a great thing for dogs um, in general, just all over the world, especially since we have um, the overpopulation problem. But for your dog as an individual, what you've done is you've greatly decreased her chances of mammary cancer and pyrometra, which is uh, basically a uterine disease that can happen to unspayed females as they get older. Um, to, give, to give you an idea, with mammary cancer, if a female dog is spayed before her first heat, she has almost no chance of developing mammary cancer at all. Um, after the first heat, then her chances rise up to about 7%. And if you let a female go into her second heat, then the risk is 25%. Or she has a, a 1 in 4 chance of developing mammary cancer at some point in her life. So then, then from there, the risk continues to climb, which isn't to say that it's not a good idea to spay females after they go into their second heat, because spaying them, of course, does still help reduce the incidence. But um, the, the earlier that you can do it, the better, because it helps keep them that much safer. And it, and this is, this is uh, frequently a very you know very difficult and um, you know possibly lethal form of cancer, but it's also completely preventable by spaying your dog. So yeah, so, so Paula's done a great thing by, great, by greatly decreasing the risk of Tokyo developing that uh, later on in life. Now, another, the other thing I talked about was pyrometra. And basically what happens in pyrometra is that the uterus can actually get infected. It generally happens in middle-aged or older female dogs and the six weeks following their heat cycle. Now, because of pyrometra, actually, um, even, even responsible breeders, they do eventually spay all of their females. What they, will, what they will do is their females will breed for a little while. And again, these are, these are responsible breeders who know what they're doing and who are doing this to better the breed. They will allow their females to breed for a few litters for a little while, but then as their female gets older, they retire the female. So it becomes, you know, a, a pet dog and it stop, you know, they stop showing it. And at that point, they will spay their females in part to help prevent them from getting this uterine infection. So that's why it's not a good idea to, to breed older females in any case. But by, by spaying your females when they're, when they're young, and if you don't intend on breeding, then absolutely before the first heat is the best time, then you, again, very, very, very much decrease the risk of them ever developing this. Because if they don't have a heat, then they're um, much less likely to develop, a, to develop an infection that is caused by heat. Um, now, anybody who has not yet spayed their dog will want to become very familiar with the signs of pyrometra because it can kill your dog and it can happen very fast. Further, it's extremely common in older unspayed dogs, again, basically between um, you know, middle age and older. Now, for different breeds, middle age can come sooner or later. So that would depend on your breed. But um, in some of the larger breeds at five years of age, your females may be at risk for this. And you want to basically don't assume that this is something that might happen. Assume that it's something that will happen because it's really more uncommon 
for females to escape this if they are never spayed during their life. Um, so that just gives you an idea of how very, very important it is to spay your female at, at some point, even if you didn't get to spay her before her second heat, even if you um, are know somebody who is a responsible breeder and therefore has been breeding their dog for a while, when that stops, they should definitely go ahead and spay their dog in order to avoid this disease. Now, on top of, on top of that, there are also some things that are, that are good for you. Uh, number one being that you don't have to go through your dog having the heat cycle because it, it's quite messy. It can have an odor and it goes on for weeks, happens about twice a year. So it's, it's not very fun. And plus, that this way you don't have all kinds of males all over your house and um, marking all over the place in your yard. You know, so that's something that's kind of nice to escape. Now, in addition to everything else, there's also the question of an unspayed females getting pregnant, whether it is intentional um, breeding or not. For dogs having puppies, it's really not the, uh, it's really not as simple as it is for people. Nowadays for people, it's pretty safe. For dogs, it's not quite as safe. I've known, I, basically through the dog club, I've known a number of people who do breed and they are responsible breeders who they know their breed and just about everything about them and have been working with this breed and breeding for decades. And still, occasionally something will happen like a mother rejects her puppies or worse, kills her puppies. Or the, there have been people where their female had a problem during, during the birthing process and the person lost the mom and all the puppies. Or maybe one or two puppies survived and now the person has to take care of raising those puppies from birth, which is very, very difficult to do. So these are all things to consider. Like I said, is even if you don't plan on intentionally breeding your female, if you spay her, these are all things that you can definitely avoid. And for certain breeds as well, especially the ones that have bigger heads, the birthing process can be even more difficult. So please do spay your females. If you, number one, if you are not intending on breeding, and if you are intending on breeding, please make sure that you do it responsibly, that you have a dog who is you know, a great representative of the breed and that you're doing it in order to help the breed. And we went over before um, the way to find out if your dog is a great representative of the breed, of course, is you would start from the time that you get your puppy. You would be looking for a dog that would be um, basically a show bred dog and one that that had great background with their ancestors being working dogs and whatever would be applicable to that dog. So if you if if your dog is not is is not that amazing example of the breed if they are not if breeding them is not going to really be a great service to the breed truthfully it's it's a very very big sacrifice of your female to have her breed if there is not a compelling reason like this because you're putting her at risk of so many things of mammary tumors of pyrometra of having difficulties and birthing so um, you know, unless you have a very compelling reason, I would highly, highly recommend that you spay your dog instead, and that way you never have to wor have to worry about um, these these things. Your worries about cancer and pyrometra are very, very low. You 
obviously won't have to worry about any type of birthing difficulties or about um, the puppies afterwards. So, th so those are some good things for you that are very helpful as well as your dogs. And of course, as I said before, um, now the, the pet overpopulation problem continues because people continue to breed more dogs than there are homes for. So when you decide to not breed your dog, then there are that many more homes that there are going to be for dogs out there who are looking for homes already. So that's also a very responsible decision on your part. So now we've talked all about female dogs and why you want to spay them. Male dogs are not off the hook. They have their own list of reasons why you'll want to actually neuter them. Now, um, real quick before I go into this, just for, any, for anybody who's not familiar what, with what spaying or neutering actually is, because I've had people ask me that before. Basically, they, the veterinarian just removes your dog's um, reproductive organs. So for, um, for females, they, they go in and they, they take out the uterus and the ovaries, and for males, they take out the testicles. Now, there, it, there is now also um, uh, an option to do it chemically, although generally speaking, they tend to still use the, oper the operative methods. So that's generally what we're talking about when we're talking about spaying and neutering. And dogs are amazing and that they will recover from this so much more quickly than you would ever expect a human to. Generally, I mean, a dog can go in to get spayed and maybe a little out of it the next day. And after that, maybe back to their old normal self right away. And males have it even easier. They, they are out of it for a very short amount of time. And then all you need to do is make sure that the stitches stay clean and then they recover pretty quickly and easily. Now, with the males, the health benefits for them is that by, by going ahead and getting them neutered, you will have much less risk of prostate diseases and testicular cancer. Now, there are, um, a there's a very, very high incidence of um, prostate cancer in unneutered males. Um, and according to the Fox Valley Humane Association, about 80% of unneutered males develop prostate cancer at some point in their lives. So again, this is something that if you, if you decide not to ever neuter your male, that you have to consider that that is something that likely will happen during your dog's life. And again, um, the, the same thing with responsible breeders. They do a similar thing to what I talked about with the females, where while they're showing their dog and while they're breeding their dog, obviously it's not neutered. However, when the dog is retired, which again happens in about you know middle to middle to old age, and that that varies by breed, but you know generally by about you know five, six, seven, in a lot of breeds, the male is retired. At that point, they neuter the male. That helps, um, obviously, if there are no testicles, then, it, then the risk of testicular cancer goes way down. And also the risk of prostate disease, as well as when males get older, their prostates tend to just kind of um, get bigger, which can cause some discomfort for them. So that's, so that's a great thing. Um, all male dogs at some point in time should be neutered. Even the responsible breeders neuter their dogs when they are retired. So now there are also some, some great things that will happen to your male dog, which you will love. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you about these. Number one, there's a myth that when you neuter your dog, you'll become kind of, you know, lazy and fat. And that, that is really a myth. 
it won't change your dog's playfulness um, or their friendliness, except except maybe to make them a little bit more friendly. Um, they'll they'll still be just as active. Whether or not they you know sit around and become fat and lazy really has more to do with the amount of activity that you do with them than with whether they are neutered or not. So, but what will happen is that they will lose a lot of their interest in roaming. Um, you know, meaning they're not going to be trying as hard to get out the door or, you know, get escape from outside. Their aggressive behavior against other male dogs is going to be um, brought way down or um, eliminated, actually. According to, I have some statistics here from um, Marvista Medical Center in Los Angeles, and they say that the interest in roaming is eliminated in 90% of neutered dogs. So that's a very high incidence. That's a good thing because we want our dogs to kind of stay at home where it's safe. Um, aggressive behavior against other male dogs is eliminated in 60% of neutered dogs. Urine marking is eliminated in half of neutered male dogs, which is another wonderful thing to not have them marking all over the place for you. And also inappropriate mounting is eliminated in 70% of neutered dogs. Now, interestingly enough, um, mounting is not so much about mating per se as it is about dominance, which is why you will see mounting going on with um, two male dogs or two female dogs a lot of the time. It's just about them figuring out, you know, I'm, I'm boss and letting the other dog know that. So, but, but this mounting, it tends to be eliminated when, um, when the dogs are neutered, at least in 70% of the time. So what happens is they actually don't feel the need to display that dominance nearly as much, which is a great thing. Now, one of the best things about neutering your males, and uh, one of, in my opinion, the strongest arguments for neutering your males is that according to the American Animal Hospital Association, 70 to 80% of dog bites come from intact males or intact meaning males who are not neutered. So if you think about that, the incidence uh, or if you think about that, the likelihood of your male actually biting somebody is going to be lessened greatly by you neutering them, which is, which is great because it keeps, it keeps you safe because most dog bites do occur amongst family and friends. It keeps the people around you who come into your house safer. But, I mean, your dog will, of course, be protective of you still if, uh, if that needs be. So you don't have to worry about that going away. It'll just be... Um, it'll just be generally aggression that was inappropriate that is brought way, way down by neutering your male. So these are, so these are some, some great reasons to go ahead and neuter. And again, with, with your males, same thing as with the females. They have, by keeping them intact, they're at risk for a number of, of health problems, not to mention the fact that, you know, if they, if they want to roam, well, then they have much higher likelihood of being hit by a car. If they are aggressive towards other males, they have a much higher likelihood of getting injured in a dog fight. So in addition to being a lot healthier for your dog, as well as a lot safer and more convenient for you, when you neuter your dog, you're also helping to solve the pet overpopulation problem by preventing um, your dog from adding to it. So that's a, that's a wonderful thing. And this is why we always end our program with our statement, which of course you'll hear a little later on tonight. Um, so if you have any questions or comments about spaying or neutering or anything else, you know, please go ahead and write in or call us and we would love to answer questions for you. 
Now, we actually do tonight have our first call-in question. Yay, our first voicemail ever. Yeah, we're so excited. So we're going to go ahead and play that for you. I'm calling regarding um, dog boarding. Um, basically, trying to find um, some good overnight care for her, and um, preferably in West Seattle. Thank you. Thanks, Renee, for the first ever Canine Cast voicemail. Our voicemail number actually is in Seattle, but as you may know, we're podcasting from Florida. And, well, we've never actually been to Seattle, and we don't know of any uh, kennels in Seattle to recommend. But this sounds like a great idea f uh, for a listener project. So, any listeners in the Seattle area, please give us a call. Maybe you can be the second CanineCast voicemail to 206-338-DOGS, which is the number that we play at the end of every show. Or, of course, you can email us or leave a comment. But if you guys in Seattle have any kennels to recommend for Renee, then please send them in. And hopefully we'll have a nice selection of kennels for you to choose from uh, on the next show. And, of course, what we're going to do on the next show is we're going to discuss exactly how to evaluate those kennels and talk about how to choose a kennel. So you'll have a complete package on the next show and all the listeners will be able to benefit from also learning how to pick a kennel for your dog. And that about wraps it up for our show tonight. So please, as Walter said, go ahead and write us and call us if you have any recommendations for kennels in the Seattle area. But also, if you have any questions or comments or any stories about your dogs that you would like us to share on the actual show. And pictures, too. We have some more pictures on the website. And yes, absolutely pictures too. We love seeing pictures of the listeners' dogs. So thank you, as always, for listening. And if you haven't yet, remember to spay or neuter your dog because it really is the best thing that you can do for your furry friend. If you have a question for Tara or a comment about CanineCast, please leave us a voice message by calling 206-338-DOGS. That's 206-338-3647 or post a comment on our website at caninecast.com. That's the letter K, the number 9, cast.com.